to the shortstop. I don't find any value in getting jammed so bad when it's cold and I'm facing this machine that I don't want to be facing. There's no value in that. So my thumbs hurt. Cool. Why did I choose to do this anyway? This is the stupidest drill in the world. Why am I doing this? Versus when I want to and I start lighting the machine up and then I get into the game and now hitting off a person that provides rhythm and arm action and I can dance with them a little bit more. Now why all of a sudden am I better? Right. Because I was better when I started facing the machine. I was better when I turned my mind from this has no value to all of this has value because that's what learning provides. So I find, you know, the conversation that we've been having, the ability to answer your question, it all centers back to what are you willing to do to learn? Because mm -hmm. if you're getting your, your crap pushed in and you just quit or you're that parent that's, you know, the travel ball era, oh, my son's not good enough to play on your team? Cool, I got money, I'll start my own travel ball team. And guess what? My son's going to be a starting shortstop. Well, what did you just do for your son? Right. What did you just teach him? What did we just teach all these players that weren't good enough to make a team so they got on another team and we made them feel like they were good enough to be on that team? But what if we just kept the main thing the main thing and it was all about being the best on that team? Are you good enough to start on this team? That's the first, that's the first question. And if you are, you're going to teach yourself something. If you're not, how you respond from that if you show up to a major university and you got to go play juco ball because you got cut, are you going to wallow in your self-pity about not being good enough to come to the university? Or are you going to say, you're right, thank you, I'm not good enough to be here. I need to make an adjustment because my game's not good enough. I'm going to go to this juco. I'm going to be the starter. And then I'm going to come back here and show you that I was good in the beginning. <laughs> right. My game wasn't good enough then, but guess what? It's good enough now. Right. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I. I mean, I love. I'm uh, talking with somebody like yourself again. This the experience and and going through it and playing for as long as you did. I mean, you learn a lot on the failure side of things. And I love this concept of adjustment. Um, and you you mentioned something uh, probably about five minutes ago, talking about having um, uh, being okay with making an adjustment. And we just this last weekend we got a, a just a smaller group of hitters that are that are okay with meeting just as long as they don't come sick I don't come sick we're all kind of in in it together small groups mm -hmm. like um, between two and four hitters in a group mm -hmm. uh, we do the Lysol thing and the whole whole shebang but um, mm -hmm. one, one of the hitters we were doing some live stuff he's a junior in high school and he was ha actually having a really good year uh, I've only been working with him for probably about uh, maybe half a year. So mm -hmm. he's got a good before and after last year versus this year. He's having a great year. And we were talking about in the cage, he had popped one up. We were doing a three-swing round. He mm -hmm. pop, popped one up, and so the next pitch I threw, I didn't give him any instructions, saw how, how he was going to respond to that. And then he, mm -hmm. then he pops another one up. Oh, actually, mm -hmm. no, I did give him, uh, I did aid him in response. I said, uh, after he popped the first one up, I said, okay, I want you to hit me a big fat chopper. Mm -hmm. And so I threw him the second pitch, and he pops it up again. And I said, you didn't, you didn't go all in on that chopper, did you? And, nope. and he's like, no. And I said, so that I can guarantee you, because his dad sent me a video of when he was playing, when they were playing, mm -hmm. of him popping it up a couple times uh, mm -hmm. in a row. And I told him, I said, here's what you have to do. You have to be okay 
with sacrificing an at-bat to get an adjustment. Mm-hmm. So you have to be okay with second at-bat of the game, first at-bat you pop up, second at-bat you come up, and you have to be okay, all in, 100%, with hitting a chopper. Mm-hmm. Most likely, you're going to hit a liner if you're all in. Most right. likely. But if you hit the chopper, you're okay with that, and you get thrown out, right? If you're lucky, mm-hmm. maybe you, you get it between a player or over a player or something. But you have to be okay with getting out. So starting the game off over two, sacrificing an at-bat to get the chopper, to get that feel, so that the next two at-bats, you now have the feel for the line drive, and that you possibly could go two for four with maybe a line drive single, double. So you could still salvage that game and, and hit 500 with possibly a double by sacrificing just one at-bat, but you have to be all in. Like what you're talking, I love what you, I can't remember what it exactly was what you said, but it was something to the effect of you have to be all in. You have to. Because when you start talking about adjustments, adjustments are, I learned it from Johnny Gomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the thing about my experience in my career was something that I never kind of looked back on was how many people had influenced my career and the evolution of Daniel Robertson, the baseball player, how it had nothing to do with me. It had everyone. Yeah. It had to do with everyone that I ever came in contact with, for better or for worse. Helping to keep you on the bright path. Yeah, for yeah. better or for worse. Yeah. And every single person that I came in contact with that maybe, you know, I shouldn't have come in contact with, but I did. And, you know, going and training at Exos, trying to get the best workout experience I could, and then coming out of that experience with a friendship with Johnny Gomes and him pouring all the knowledge that he was able to learn in his 13, 14 years and his unbelievable and his ability to hammer left-handed pitching, mm. being able to pick his brain on those things. And he's the one that told me it, and at bat, all it is is a race to adjustments. Yeah. And right. it's a race. So if Love there's that. a, if there's a 60 yard dash, if that's the race, it's me and the pitcher one-on-one step for step until someone decides to take the lead mm-hmm. until some, and to me it has nothing to do with when someone decides to take the lead. All a race is, is when someone gets up, what gives up all a race is, is when someone comes, when you lose a race, you've come to grips that you're not as fast as the other person because right. you notice that you're slower. Right. Or you get, you, your max speed isn't fast enough to run with someone else's max speed. So their effort is better than yours. So as a hitter, all I'm doing is I'm foregoing my ability, the rest of my AB to make an adjustment. That's when you lose. When I, when, when I, when you absolutely blew my thumbs up and my bat got exploded, (laughs) one of two things in that moment can happen. The first one Gosh dang it, how the heck did I get beat? How did I let this guy jam me so bad? Blah, 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 blah. Well, first of all, if you got jammed that bad, chances are you swung at a pitch that was either on the white line or on the black. Not a pitch you can drive anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. When you start getting up to the big leagues and you start facing 93 to 95 or 95 to 98 or 98 to 100, those pitches in those zones are sawdust anyway. Yeah. So you don't even swing at them. So it's not about you. It's about you adjusting in that moment. If if you get jammed, all that tells you is you need to either get the head out or that's not a pitch you could hit. Right. 
And if you can come to the conclusion of one of those two things, which you're in the big leagues, you have video. So A, you already know that you need to get the head out. But B, if you get to go underneath the tunnel and look to see where that pitch was in location, it tells you, hey, I don't need to swing at that pitch. So now I've already made an adjustment. That pitch is a ball. So I'm supposed to lay off it. So now you've made an adjustment going into your next at bat. You're making adjustments all the throughout the game, but without any failure, how are you supposed to know when you're supposed to make an adjustment? How did you know that you brought, you took your eyes off the baseball when you were getting ready to field it at shortstop and then took a bad hop and smoked you in the chin? Right. Versus being upset that you couldn't believe you missed that ball or going to the pouty place, you realized that you took your eyes off the baseball. And that was just you taking the baseball off the chin was a reminder that you need to keep your eyes on the baseball. Period. Adjustment made. If there's no there's no reason to start pouting. So when you when you're all in on learning, every single game that you play in teaches you something. Even the five the five for five day where you couldn't get out teaches you what life is like when you're at your best. And the over five with five punch outs teaches you what life is like when you're at your worst. Right. So you're just trying to learn. That's all you're trying to do. You're constantly downloading and saving files in your brain and then hoping to access them later if you're giving yourself a chance, if you're understanding how to learn, if you're understanding how to focus, if you're understanding how to commit, if you're understanding and paying attention to the things that it takes to be better at the game because baseball is just a game. You and I can play rigorous games of Monopoly. We can have a different way of who's being the banker, of how I pay you $500, whether I use five 100s mm -hmm. or, you know, 1050s. doesn't matter. None of that matters. It matters if I get the most properties, and we can add that to any game. Chess, checkers, Monopoly, sorry, the game of life, Sudoku, Sudoku. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It all has games. It all has strategy. Baseball is a game with strategy. You can either accept that, or you can believe that baseball is a game that's made up with the right launch angle, the perfect attack angle, the perfect pitch plane, the perfect uh, RPM, the, the RPMs on your fastball, how much your spin rate is, how fast you can swing the bat, how you know how open your front foot is when you land, how you're supposed to hold the bat, how you're supposed to do this, how you're supposed to do that. Endless amounts you and I can go on all freaking day. Right. But if you buy into that, you're not going to be any good at baseball. You buy into the fact that baseball is a game and you try to learn the strategy as fast as you can, that person is going to be the best baseball player we ever saw. Right. Because they're, they know the strategy. They spend it. They spend all the time working on it. They spend time hitting breaking balls. They spend time taking breaking balls. They spend time hitting off a machine that's unhittable and they just sit there and wear it. They let the machine completely kick the crap out of them and they just wear it. Because at some point, they know their hands are gonna get faster. They're gonna get faster, they're gonna get faster, they're gonna make an adjustment. The hand-eye is gonna, the hand-eye is, the faster you turn the machine, the better your hand-eye gets. If you can stand swinging and missing for a little while. Right. If you can stand fouling the ball up to the cage for a little while. If you can stand hitting the ball to right field for a little while. All that stuff takes time. It takes time. It takes time. I don't know how much time. 
you know, I have no idea. It could take you one rep. It could take you 50 reps. It could take you a week. It could take you a year. Mm -hmm. Just like I don't know if it takes you five reps that you're supposed to lift five reps or you're supposed to lift 10 or you're supposed to lift 20. I don't know. I got no idea. But I know you got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have to be willing to fail. Well, speaking, speaking of fail, failure and adjustments, I've been just dying to get your opinion on the latest Astros scandal. Uh, what are your thoughts on how everything's kind of, how the, the actual scandal itself, the, how the commissioners dealt with it, uh, anything? What, what are your thoughts on that?